hi everybody welcome back to our special extra content episode well actually no just welcome back to the podcast and then today we're doing an extra content special episode thing thing i am so sorry as everybody on this podcast knows right now i am really going through it mentally <laughs> so thanks for hanging with us uh we have our regulars here ashley and steph what up what up and then we have special guests Go ahead and introduce yourselves. Woo. Um, we're a core of Wings and Whimsy on Instagram. I'm Ariel. I'm Jackie. Yay! Okay. <laughs> we're so excited you guys invited us. Yeah, it's we're stoked. Easy. Yes. Thank you for coming and thank you for bearing with us through all of our technical, technical and emotional difficulties. Facts, <laughs> <laughs> facts. Don't forget to follow us on social media at YA and Heart Podcast on Instagram. TikTok and YouTube. You guys, we have Akatar specialists with us. Okay. I'm so excited for so, this. I'm so excited for this. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be really fun. It's gonna be really interesting to see other people's perspective. Yes. Or perspectives on these characters as well. Cause you know, I'm a person that can't fucking stand Feyre. But a lot of people like her. So it's going to be interesting to see what other people think of her and her decisions and all this other shit. Basically, today we are going to be having an Akatar roundtable, a full on discussion about the series as a whole. And yes, there will be a lot of shit talking. So if you are so excited not okay for that, that <laughs> if you're not prepared or if you haven't finished the series, please hop off. Yeah, there will be spoilers. That is your warning. Thanks. Ashley, you want to go ahead and start us off since I can't breathe? Yes! <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> All right. So I think what we're going to start off with is basically what we, what Morgan and I think is probably the most controversial topic uh, whenever Akatar mm -hmm. gets brought up is whether or not Tamlin redeemed himself in that small little window. Was that enough of a redemption or do we need to see more of some redeeming from Tamlin in order for him to make up what he did to Feyre and the betrayal with everything that went down in the books. Don't all y'all jump in at once. Like, <laughs> I know, I know it's a big one. I know it's a big one. Listen, when Ashley and I were reading A Court of Wings and Ruin and we had Stephanie on for a, like, um, an extra content episode, yeah. me and Ashley were like, absolutely not. Fuck him. He got exactly what he deserved. I hope he burns in hell with gasoline draws, all of that shit. <laughs> but Steph actually made some pretty valid points. She always makes valid points. I think he did for a lot of different reasons. Um, one, I don't think it was a small window. I think he had the whole Akawar to really, um, really show, uh, I don't want to say his humanity, but his conscience. Um, and I do think, I don't like Farah. I'm one of the ones that don't. And I think that a lot of, what she did and what he did was just showing how incompatible they were for each other. The, the fact that they just kept forcing two pieces that just didn't mix. And um, him being someone who's very, very old and comes from a completely different time. You know, he wanted a woman that she wasn't. And he knew that from the get-go and he tried to change her. And at the same time, she was very childish and she just, you know, wanted a warm bed. And um, a lot came from that. Do I think love existed? Do I think they both? Yes, yes, all those things. But at the end of the day, you know, he sacrificed his life for her. And he also gave life when he gave Reese life. That, that, that is the hardest thing to do. So if you talk about redemption, I think that's the ultimate redemption. But it's just my opinion. 
<laughs> okay, just throw that in the end. <laughs> right. I want to see more. I don't think he's redeemed himself yet. I feel like just a lapse in him being selfish isn't an indicator of long-term growth and healing. Um, I think he still has a lot of work to do. I'm kind of like, it's this weird feeling because at first after Steph had made her argument, I was like, damn, I guess he has redeemed himself because if I was a petty ass ex, (laughs) you would not be getting your husband back, girl. I'm sorry. (laughs) It's a no for me. You're going to suffer like I had to suffer. But I was definitely like, okay, he has redeemed himself. I feel like maybe now seeing him in such a state where he's just like in such despair and he's so depressed. And he doesn't even want to get out of his beast form. He has nobody left in this corner but Lucian. It kind of did something to me. I was like, oh, damn, this this really feels bad. Um, so I feel like now I'd like to see him kind of change as a person, as his redemption. So hopefully we can get to see a little bit of that where he, he comes back to himself, but he's not the uppity asshole that he was before. Did him fighting in the mm-hmm. war not do anything for you? Oh, no, it definitely did something for me. Because me and Ashley were talking about, we were like, we can't believe this bitch mm-hmm. showed up. Thanks. And he bought reinforcements. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is true. I also feel like it's the least he could do, though. Because literally everybody showed up. So it's like, well, of course. Well, he Baron wasn't going to show up. Oh, well, Baron yeah, wasn't going to show up. He dragged Baron here or there by his neck. That is true. I feel like that was a that was a really big redemption thing for him. But now seeing, I I feel like, I don't know, maybe I'm not being clear. His redemption towards Feyre, I feel, has been repaid. Okay, but his redemption as a character, as like a a fae person, I was going to say human being, as a fae person, <laughs> like I need to see him become a better person. Mm-hmm. That's where I want to see that redemption come in. Mm-hmm. That's very understandable. What him and Feyre did to each other, it wasn't it wasn't one sided. No, Mm-mm. no, I, I no, it I wasn't at all. That one. I don't think it was one sided. I feel like people yeah. talk about but, the situation more so as if he was such a villain and he was such a this, but she's terrible. She's, she's, she's just terrible. And she was terrible to him and to the court. What she did to the Supreme Court was slightly unnecessary <laughs> in the book. I, I understand where she was going with it. My thing was, when it was happening, I fully agreed with it. Oh, Because same. we thought that he was on the wrong side. Me and you were on the and exact same what page. what am I supposed to think? <laughs> Me and you were on the what exact same What am I supposed to think? Like, and if Chandler hadn't been such an asshole, it wouldn't have fallen apart that badly. Right, right. Oh, no, I agree. The fact that he was an asshole all throughout A Court of Mist and Fury, and then he joined forces with Highbrand, and then he's inviting them to his lands. You're not letting me in on your plan, letting me know, like, hey, I'm playing double agent, 007 in this bitch. Like, don't worry about it. It's not real. All of it is a farce. What am I supposed to think? Of course I'm going to tear this entire court down. I'm going to take you down, too. It's not only that. It was also an eighth. She played such a huge part in it, and he, like, just kind of handed everything and favor's sisters he just hand them over to highburn mm-hmm. and he oh my god that i think that wanted. was probably the that was the biggest betrayal when i was reading it and so when i read that part that was what made me like sit going into the next book be like fuck this court fuck tamlin fuck all of it and like, fuck that- lucian too <laughs> i was on that hill for lucian Uh, i'm definitely in the camp of um i i just don't like tamlin at all i think because 
And I am one of the people who does like Feyre because I think I feel like I can identify a lot with Feyre, which is kind of annoying in certain respects. I'm like, <laughs> she is annoying as hell. And it's me. Um, but I just feel like, I don't know, going through that process with her, especially in first person narrative, just like feeling the betrayal that Tamlin had. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I, I'm losing my thought process, but I, I just don't even want to see Tamlin anymore. I kind of want him just like stay in his beast mode and that's just kind of how how it goes kind of like a, a twist of like beauty and the beast where he doesn't actually like get out of it that's where i'm at with tamlin <laughs> i really thought that that was where it was gonna go honestly like when they kept mentioning him later on in, in books and they just kept saying he was in his beast form i was like oh they're i was like they're mm. really gonna leave this dude like that i was like he's just never yeah. coming back yeah. and to be honest another so, thing too yeah. is their their relationship just wasn't equitable ever because Feyre's 19, she's a human, and Tamlin's this high lord who's like, God, so, so old. Um, and the relationship <laughs> was just never equitable. So there's always a power imbalance, and I felt like he always used his power over her. That was like a consistent theme. Mm-hmm. Whereas Reese and Feyre also had, like, it wasn't equitable, but he was willing to, like, give her autonomy, was willing to, like, let her make certain, dis- like, make decisions. And then they ended up having a more equitable power once she became Faye. But I believe... But that was my biggest yeah. problem. I believe their relationship. their relationship isn't even comparable because she was so much more experienced and smarter being with Reese because of everything she experienced, you know, with mm. the Faye. And, uh, you know, I, I just, I don't, I, I don't even know if you can even like compare the two, but I do think, I mean, to be honest, if I had someone who kept putting themselves in danger and wouldn't listen and I almost died, we all almost died. I don't know how many times trying to save the same person. I would have locked them in a bubble too. Um, because I love them that much and I want to protect them and they're being too stubborn to listen, I would have done the same damn thing. So, and I think most people would, whether they want to admit it or not, that's on them, but I'm not stupid. And I know that what he did in a place where magic is feasible, yeah, people would resort to that. And they made it seem like it was this terrible thing, but you got somebody who's reckless and you have some, you know, he's trying to save, you know, he still had so much else to do. It's not like it was done. It's not like it was over with. There was still danger, danger out there. So I feel like, I don't know. I feel like there's so much that's being put on him for decisions he was forced to make. And, um, um, but again, that was because of the way Farrah was, the person she was, and they weren't compatible and she wouldn't listen. And Reese got the better half of her. He definitely got a better, more mature. I mean, she's not still the best, but she's came a long way, especially if you see in the later books. She definitely has matured and progressed. Mm-hmm. It almost feels like maybe Tamlin and Feyre's relationship was more of like a parent and a child mm. versus like a romantic yeah. mm-hmm. relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's also that's also the both of their faults because of everything that we've discussed and because Feyre was looking for a protector. She was looking for somebody to take care of her because she's been taking care of everybody else. And so she allowed that to happen. And then when she realized that she wasn't that person anymore, the communication was already fucked up. So she couldn't really tell him what she needed. So it just went all downhill from there. Yeah. Um, I feel like thinking on it, Feyre definitely had daddy issues. And I feel like. Duh. Yeah. No, like, but I feel like the thing is, is like, I feel like. What, at least for me, I don't know about everybody else, but when you hear daddy issues, like I immediately think absent parent. Do you know what I mean? And her dad mm-hmm. was very present. He just wasn't present. I mean, he, not very present. You get what I'm saying? Like he, he was existed. present physically. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He, he existed. Yeah, exactly. But still, yeah, he was he was absent yeah. mentally and emotionally. Yeah, and I think that's what probably made her initially fall for Tamlin in a sense. If we're talking about parent child relationship, because she probably saw a lot of what she wanted from her dad out of Tamlin initially, mm-hmm. but once being changed, Faye, I think it like it just shifted. It, it shifted way more than what was anticipated or expected. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he definitely didn't get a you know the great the best they didn't they didn't get the best version of each other. I mean, she came to that court. He had this big secret. He wasn't gonna just throw out all the details. She felt betrayed because he wouldn't give everything up. A duh, of course he wouldn't. You know, it, it's danger attached to it. You know, she didn't get that with Reese. You know, it, and that was because Reese did things a certain way to protect his people. You know, and he hid his court and all that. And Tamlin didn't have that advantage. He didn't have that blessing. And so he had to do what he had to do. And she kind of just fell into his lap. Kind of. Um, I don't know. You mean his yeah. trap. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. <laughs> yeah. When oh, that wow. part came out, I was like, I think that's also like, where oh, I felt. Oh, so you played, played me. Yeah, like I think that's also where I felt betrayed. Because I initially thought it was like fate. As you're reading it, I was just like, oh, mm-hmm. this is meant to be. And then, no, this man had been setting people out to to find somebody. And I was like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. And again, under, so, yeah. under the mm-hmm. conditions that he was coerced into. And, you know, I don't know. I just, it's just unfortunate. Do, do I think he's an amazing, beloved character? No. But do I think, I do think he needs a lot more rep than what he gets. I don't think he gets enough rep, mm. especially after everything he did in mm-hmm. Yeah, Because to yeah. be fair, he was what Favor wanted in yeah. Akatar. Yeah. Yeah. And she forgave yeah. him for his flaws for maybe being, you know, possessive and petty and whatever. You're kind of like, oh, he's basically an overgrown, spoiled brat because no one's ever told him no because he's one of the most powerful beings in Prithian. So you're kind of like, oh, it's fine. But, like, you see the consequences when his whole court deserts him. Because that's not because of Feyre. It's because of his failure as a leader that everyone's like, yeah. eh, peace. Because if he was a good leader, the court would have stayed intact after what Feyre did. Would it have been a little bit in disarray for a minute? Sure. But it wouldn't have totally evaporated. There was cracks um, already there. Yeah, and it was yeah. Yeah, she just the way they they packed up so fast. It was like, oh, what? Yeah, they're like, I was like, damn. There was only been like she killed uh the the fucking what is it the peppermint twins, (laughs) and then she was gone for three days, and everything went to shit. I was like, damn. Yeah, Yeah. so she could not have predicted that. No. Yeah, um, that whole Tamlin discussion kind of leads me into the next question I want to ask mm-hmm. about his redemption. Mm. I honestly think that it's going to go this way. I've seen a couple of discussion boards pointing towards this as well. But do we think that Gwen could be Tamlin's daughter? Well, I do. Yes. Eh. I do. Yeah. yeah. Do we think yeah. that she could be his daughter? And do we think that that could be a redemption story for him? I really, really do. I think that they're going to shift it. I think Sarah J. Moss is going to be like, okay, we're going to redeem him in a, in a different light. 
and Gwen will be a part of it because there was no reason to mention how she was conceived unless that was going to come back later on in some way. Right. Right. And the fact that she just kind of blew over it, she's like, oh, yeah, my mom was just too wild. And they sent her away to the spring court. And then, you know, was like, she participated in the great right with this stranger. And I'm like, Str- hold on. Stranger? <laughs> Pump the brakes. <laughs> we were like, what? <laughs> you're not about to speak past that. Like, you didn't just say what you just said. Like- <laughs> exactly. I was like, oh, so you're you're really setting shit up for like maybe two, three books down the line. I feel like the next book is going to be everybody finding out about their parents. Like Lucian's going to find out about his daddy. <gasps> Gwen's going to find out about her daddy. <laughs> Wait, no. Put, put Gwen and Tamlin to the side. That is what I want. I want Lucian to find yes. out. That is mm. what I'm here for. That right there. His whole life will finally make sense to him when he <laughs> finds out. I know. Yes. Like, but the real question is, does Helian know? I don't think so. I feel like he doesn't. You don't think I think he does that boy looks just like him. That boy looks just like him. It yeah. doesn't say that he looks just like him though. It says that they have similarities. Said, it says that you can Feyre tell. Feyre yeah. says, yeah, Feyre can see it. Okay. Yeah. I know. I know. Feyre can see it. And I know that there are similarities. But I think I I posed this question when we first found out. Have they ever actually been in the same room together? If they've always been kept apart. Who would have sat and been like, oh, you know what? Th- this dude actually looks like this well, and Has Lucian's mom been on lockdown since then? Because like. She could have been. She, I mean, she Baron, has. Baron she has been on lockdown since then. So she might not have been able to tell him. I feel like she would have. Well, she might not have been able to tell him. But guess what? People go on Maury all the fucking time and they point to the picture and you look at the face and you're like, that's your baby. <laughs> They were in the same room at the the final meeting in a court of wings and ruin. And I know people saw them faces and was like, are you seeing what I'm seeing? Well, their relationship was not a secret. So like, question. Yeah, it wasn't. But I don't think anybody thought that they had gone that far and that she actually ended up pregnant. Because if you think about it, Lucian is the baby, isn't he? Yeah, I think he is. He's the baby. So everybody would have thought that she had ended that relationship before she even got married. So the fact that she probably, you know, kept sneaking around with him after already bearing all these kids. No, they don't know. He don't know. (laughs) They know. They know. They know. know. Um, Well, I guess we'll have to see when we get there. I just hope we get the moment where Moore gets to tell Lucy and she slept with his dad. (gasps) (gasps) Yes. I forgot about that. I want that moment. That was totally mentioned. Yes. Yes. That's like that. What was it? That fucking Meg the Stallion line. Don't want him because I want his daddy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, more. Well, when is more going to tell them about her being uh, a lesbian. Like, I think she owes it to Asriel, at least. Right? That's it. Yeah. That's the only reason why she needs to do that. Because I yeah. I thoroughly, I really hate how much she's put Asriel through. Yeah. When it could have easily right. been, hey, man, I just, I just don't like guys. I think he, of all people, is the one that deserves to know. And I know, mm-hmm. like, that's probably really hard for her, especially how she was treated by her personal family in the mm-hmm. night court. But it's like, you know, these people love you and you trust them and they trust you. You know, asriel has been pining after you for centuries. Right. Centuries. Like, just tell him. Yeah. Tell him. Just give him the heads up. I mean, like, listen. So he can finally move on and get with Gwen. That's it. That's all. That's it. That's all. That's all I want. 
And the fact that Reese had the audacity in, uh, what was it, the extra content scene to be like, oh, you're pining over Elaine. Think of more. How would more feel? I don't give a fuck. More don't want me. <laughs> like, <laughs> it would be so much easier. Just, ugh, sorry, but that's, that's my take. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, moving on to Nick's question. Is Nessian superior to Face Ant? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Absolutely. 100%. 100%. <laughs> 100% yes. This I think this is one thing I'm not going to change my mind. Speaking of, did yeah. did um I know you guys didn't go, but well, you didn't go to Polycon, right? <laughs> you really going to bring that up? <laughs> you really going to bring that up? <laughs> um, so, when I went, right, there was, you know how people go there and they wear costumes. So, there was this one girl who she had like pointy ears, but then she had like the what they call the scion Scions. Siphons? Yeah. I was like, I was like, who who is she? She's not, you know. And so me and my homegirl, we're trying to put it together. And she was like, I am Farron Reese's daughter. And when I tell you her costume, she looks so sick. She said she was Farrah and Reese's daughter? No, no. Are you sure? No. Or did she say Nesta. she was Nessie? Or did she say she was Nessie's daughter? Because yeah. I was like, because he was the area. one. Yeah. Like, Cause I was that's okay. Where has everybody been getting this fucking speculation from? Because I have heard multiple times. Oh, this is Nessian's daughter. Nessian's mm-hmm. daughter. This Nessian's daughter. That I'm like, what the fuck did you read that I didn't read that makes you think that they're gonna have a daughter well, it's, or that they already had a daughter? I think it's more of a speculation at the fact being that Cassian is such a feminist. Mm. Do you know what I mean? He would like, be a great girl dad. Yeah, he would be. Yes, I think that's the uh, speculation. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah, he would be a really good girl dad because. Yeah. You think from the whole Valkyrie thing? Yeah, because if you think about it, like the Illyrians don't perceive women to be on the same footing as men and yet, or as the male counterparts. And yet Cassian has never had that thought process. Cassian has always wanted the the female Illyrians to be at at the same footing, if not higher than the male Illyrians. And like, it's not the, it's such a, for the Illyrians, it's such a radical way of thinking that it's more of a speculation of, he would just be such a good girl dad, obviously. Okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You guys didn't answer the question. Facts, you guys definitely didn't answer the question. Is Nessie superior? <laughs> it better be yes. It better be yes. <laughs> don't, don't let her do that to y'all. I think it's just really apples and oranges because I think they just have such different dynamics. Like the relationships I've you know been around and watched, there's couples that complement each other and balance each other. And then there are couples that just like amplify everything about each other. And I feel like Nesta and Cassian, obviously they butt heads, they balance each other. They, they're great together. Their chemistry is amazing. And then Feyre and Reese, they're similar in so many ways, which is why they can be really annoying to watch. And they're just so intense and they build on each other and kind of you know, make stupid promises to each other because they're just so on the same wavelength. Oh they don't have each other to be like, hmm, maybe that's not a great idea. Because <laughs> Cassian and Nesta will be like, mm, that's a bad idea. Um, try that again. You're being an idiot. But Feyre and Reese are just so into each other. They're like, yes, anything you want. Like, it's amazing. <laughs> um, so they're, trying, <laughs> they're just very different dynamics. Put the idiots together. Um, yeah, right? 
Yes. Welcome to an idiot festival. Friends don't let friends do stupid shit alone. <laughs> I guess this, this, okay, so this will lead me into another question. How did you guys feel about how Reese was portrayed in A Court of Silver Flames? Because we had a specific type of Reese for the first few books. And then we switched, you know, points of views. And now we're getting almost an entirely different Reese. I want to read the series again, but I do feel like it's just a little bit more exaggerated. His like Mm. jealousy and overprotective tendencies and like how much he dislikes Nesta just seems so like not uncharacteristic because we get it. But just the level that he gets to is like it doesn't quite match the Reese we knew in Akamoff. And mm-hmm. so I don't know. I, I don't know if she's trying to like balance out the inner circle because she knows she's been portraying them from a very sympathetic point of view. And now she's trying to kind of overcompensate there and let them be annoying. That would make a lot of sense, especially because there are a lot of people out there that are like, oh, you wrote it this way so that people would hate Tamlin, but he's not that much bad of a character or he's not that bad of a character. And then Reese isn't any better and stuff like that. Um, But it is nice because all of her characters are beautifully flawed. And so it's like, now we get to see his flaw. Like you can't be like, Oh, my flaws that I care too much about. No, 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 no. That's not a thing. (laughs) That can't be your flaw. Um, So it was, it was nice to see that he wasn't perfect, but again, it was very, very fucking annoying to the point where I was like, I don't even know if I like this man anymore. Yeah, I thought it was kind of refreshing to get a perspective that was outside of Feyre's. Because, um, I don't know, he's kind of broody. And he like he's he is very protective of the people that he loves. And I think his he has like a hatred towards Nesta, which I think makes sense. And it was it was kind of nice to see it in a way of like, this isn't super healthy, <laughs> how much he hates Nesta. Yeah. It's like not really OK. And yeah. he needs to work through that. Uh, yeah, yeah, you can't be threatening to kill my sister. <laughs> That's a no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it also helped build our love towards Nesta and our understanding towards Nesta because it's like nobody would cut her fucking break. Yeah. And in the beginning of the book, we were like, good, they don't need to. She's a bitch. She's this. She's that. She's horrible. And then as we're reading, we're like, oh, wait. She's actually really relatable and I kind of like her and everybody's being really mean. She traumatized. I kind of want to say that Nesta and Feyre are unreliable narrator narrators. <laughs> I feel like that's how, how Sarah wanted it. She wanted you to see all the different sides. So it's like, it's not that their, their points of views are unreliable. It's just, it's what's real to them. It's what they see from that specific person. I'm really looking forward to the third system. Ew, why? I'm not reading that book. I'm not reading that book either. Fuck her. I'm not reading that book. Fuck I do me. not want her point I, of view. What you gonna tell me what type of flowers I can plant? I feel Facts. like tell me how to make bread. It's okay. I'll read it with you. <laughs> I feel like there's a big potential for her book to reveal things that weren't mentioned in the others because she was so invisible. Mm-hmm. And I feel mm-hmm. like she's um seen a lot and noticed things, and because people didn't, you know pay that much attention to her, didn't think much of her because they think she couldn't do much for herself or think much for herself. I think that if her book is written well enough 
and there's big potential for that, it could really show a lot of things that were kind of overlooked. Mm. And um, I think there's potential with her character. And and I mean, think about it in, in any literature where there's like, I want to know what that guy thinks. That guy in the corner is not saying shit. I think that she's that guy. Mm. Maybe. The only thing I'm really excited to hear from her point of view <laughs> is when she finds out that Azriel gave the sneaky link her necklace. Yo. I can't wait for that. <laughs> I can't wait for that scene. can't wait for it. Moment she sees Gwen. Uh, oh, wait. That's mine. Like, um, excuse me, honey. <laughs> that belongs to me. She's like, he gave it to oh, me. No, this is a gift. <laughs> From a friend. Really? A friend. Really? <laughs> That's what I want. That's what I want. That's what I need. Um, That one scene. Yes, just that one scene. But like, okay, I'm complete. Before we move on with the rest of the questions, I do want to play a quick game. Bed, wed, and behead. And our three (laughs) lovely people to choose from. All right. We have Eris, we have Tamlin, we have Lucian. (laughs) Wait. (laughs) Go. (laughs) Behead, 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 behead. Um, okay. Wed Eris, bed, Tam- bed Lucian, behead Tamley. Okay. That's interesting because I thought you were going to say wed Lucian. Nah. Nah. Wow. I'm about to pull a mama. Yeah, I'm about, I'm about to do what his mama was doing. Wow. It'll be great. It'll be grand. It's very poetic. Listen, I heard that Tamlin got BBE. Bro. So. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> All right, who's next? I can go. Um, I would um bed Eris, marry Lucian, and then behead Tamlin. That's the choice that makes the most sense to me. Me too. Obviously. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go bed Lucian, wed Eris, behead Tamlin. Poor Tamlin. Yeah, poor Tamlin. <laughs> He'll be all right. I just feel like Eris has a lot of like potential. We don't know about him yet. And even though he is, he's been a jerk, but he is predictable in that he's going to do what's best for him and yeah, his kingdom. And so I feel like it could be interesting. I have a question for you guys because I've actually seen this circulating on TikTok very recently. So in regards to what happened to Moore and how she was left in front of the Supreme Court and they had like, um, what was it? They It, it was a nail right? The autumn court. Yeah. It was a nail with yeah. a note through her stomach. Right. So apparently the circulation is that obviously we already know if we've read the book, there's a little more to that story than what we're being told. But what's circulating around circulating around TikTok is that Moore could have possibly been pregnant with Cassian's kid and the beating that she got from the night court killed the pregnancy. And the nail to her womb was basically an indication like people were saying why does sarah j moss use the word womb and not stomach Mm. um so people were like could it be that eris knew and this is something he's keeping secret in regards to what went down that's intense yeah god (laughs) damn uh i did not think about that you know when you just end up jumping down a rabbit hole i ended up like starting with one video and just and it, like the more I read and read, I was like, oh, my God. We know so little about that story. We do. That, I mean. That's so sad. Oh, my God. Yeah. Fuck. 
Thanks, Ashley. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> and knowing Sarah's writing, like knowing how she is and her characters are just done so well, in my opinion. Like, I love her character writing mm-hmm. and the way like there's she just makes different stories just come together like that. Like she weaves them. It's possible. I wouldn't doubt it. I do think that she has the potential to write something like that. Yeah. I think she when she writes, she she writes specifically with intent, which is why the word womb is like such a, a big tell. Yeah. Cause she could have easily has said like stomach, abdomen, whatever, but she used the word womb. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn. Kind of happier, no? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, my thing is though, because the next book I think is going to be so focused on Asriel, Gwen, and Elaine. I don't know if we're going to get the more story until maybe two books later down the line. Moore's not even in, she wasn't even in technically A Court of Silver Flames. She was on a whole t- different Well, that's because it was, continent. that's because it was Nessa's story, but, the, but because. Well, that's what I mean. Like, you're right. I don't need her book. I just need to know what the fuck happened. <laughs> you want a bonus I just need to, You want a bonus chapter? Yes. yes. I want a bonus yes. chapter. I want Honestly. some hints sprinkled throughout the fucking story for Azrael and Gwen and Elaine. I don't want to have to like wait for her specific story. I don't need more story. I'm good. I just want to know what happened. That's all I want to know. Oh, unless it's a Moore and Emery story. Then I want to hear her story. Yes. That's what I think the I think that's what Moore's With book love. is mainly gonna be about. Most definitely. Cause it, it you don't you don't go ahead and put in that one of the Valkyries you know, plays for the other side. He's like in love yeah, with her. Is in love yeah. with her and also has the same type of taste as she does. Like you just you don't mention it unless it's potentially gonna happen. Side note, that moment in the library was so cute. It was. It was adorable. <laughs> it was adorable. It's just like, oh I haven't seen yes. her in years. She looks amazing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Okay. Go ahead. So oh go ahead. No, you go. I was, I was no, you go. Like one of the other questions, but go ahead. You are right, you pick one of the other questions then. Um. Okay. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> okay. Um. How do you? How do you guys feel about Sarah J's Sarah J Moss's decision to kill off characters and then immediately bring them back to life? <laughs> Trash. We got Morgan's garbage opinion. basura. Okay. <laughs> basura. In two different languages, we got Morgan's opinion. <laughs> I agree. Do you also agree in two different it's languages? It's like you... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. Well, my favorite book is Ica War. I like battle scenes. I like high stakes. You know, that kind of reading that kind of gets your heart being fast and you don't know who's safe. I like it when there's... that gives A book gives you that, ugh, you know? And I, I would like a little bit more of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. like... I'm not going to sit here and say I want emotional damage, but I want emotional damage. Like, <laughs> like do not resuscitate. That's what I want. Yeah. <laughs> I was okay with Feyre's resurrection. Cause I think that made sense with yeah. where the story needed to go and like learning about like the mating bond through that. And that's like what kept her there. I thought that was really fascinating, but I feel like it would have been really poetic for Reese to actually have like mm-hmm. died. I think that would have, been his character arc because he was always doing that <laughs> always sacrificing i did cry a lot oh my god it was like 1 a.m <laughs> and i'm in bed my spouse is sleeping i'm like crying 
Oh, bro, you should have seen me when we recorded Yo, that episode. Yo, when I tell you she was crying, I'm sure you could go back and listen to it. The episode, I'm like, Morgan, it's okay. I had to close I've heard the episode. It. I had to close it. Because Morgan was done. I was like, It was okay. bad. It was bad. But that's what, like, I want to feel that. Like, you build that character up so much, and then you take them away, and it's just like, knife in the heart, yes. And maybe if he would have came back miraculously in the next book or something like that, okay, fine. But in this mm. book, he is supposed to die. Let him die. That's what I was going to say. I'm okay with her bringing them back. But if you're going to kill them, like you just said, give people the morning, the, you know, the morning period. Let them sit in the actual Mm -hmm. grief of him being dead. Right. Like, oh, my God. I can't believe it. Yeah. That way we as readers, we're also sad. We're like, oh, my God, he really fucking died. Like, her mate just died. What are we going to do? You know what I mean? (laughs) The typical period for mourning is at minimum three days. Goddamn. I need three days. <laughs> I really needed her to bring Reese back, though. I, Because she gets you so used to him being in Feyre's head and also your head, basically, because you're reading Feyre's perspective. Like, just personally, I always have a voice in my head telling me everything I'm doing wrong. So... Reading Akatar and having a flirty voice in my head was like really fun. And like she builds the bond and that intimacy. And so when that went silent in the book, oh my gosh. Jackie was broken. I was, yes, I was devastated. (laughs) And so if she had left him dead, I would never trust her again. I'd be like, no, I will never let you hurt me like that again, Sarah. That's horrible, but that's also the fun part. And I feel like people who read... (laughs) Sarah J. Maas are now going to go into these other series like, oh, this person isn't dead. This person isn't dead. Oh, my God, they're dead. I'm never reading that anything. Happened. About this like, if I would have read that Akatar, happened to me. She said that happened to Did it really? She killed someone and didn't bring them back. And I was like, bitch, we had a deal. <laughs> you know that we had a deal. <laughs> you bring them back. And that's what I'm afraid of. Because if I would have started reading Akatar and then went to read From Blood and Ash, and my, my Rylan moment when... Oh, wait. Have you guys read... Uh, uh, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> never mind. Never mind. Well, don't wait. Like, please. From Blood and Ash. Oh. Did you say from yeah. Blood and Ash? Or yeah. Glass? No, from Blood and Ash. Yeah, we read, read that. We read that. We have. Yeah. Oh, you have. Okay, thank God. Ooh. Bitch, I almost had a heart attack. <laughs> I was thinking... Yeah, I was thinking down class. Sorry. Yeah, but when Rylan died, I was like... No, this is fucking horrible. I mean, even though he wasn't like a major major character, she hyped him up so much and then killed him in the fourth chapter. Like if I would have went from Akatar to that, I would have trust issues with everybody. <laughs> Sarah's yeah. just going to have to put on her big girl panties and off a character for real. She's she learning. Probably does. <laughs> I think she she probably does. In the next one, yeah. you think so? I mean, not even in Akatar. She still, she has, what is it? Throne of Glass. Uh-huh. And then... House of Oh, you're right. You're Crescent right. You're right. City. Yeah. So she's got other series that like maybe she has. Yeah, she's learning. Yeah, maybe she has killed off characters. Like we we've just Look, I'm read... watching Steph's face very closely. This is what I mean. Like we've only read Akatar <laughs> and, and you guys have read probably her other series, right? Well, I know Stephanie has, but like I read the first wow. book of Crescent City. I've only read Crescent City. I haven't read Throne of Glass, but I've heard things. Throne of Glass. I've heard good things. I've heard really good things. I've heard good things too. Yeah. Yeah, that might. All I can tell you is, I read Akatar first, and then I did Throne of Glass, and then I did um, Crescent City. And I'm telling you, Crescent City read it last because 
when when reading book two, I became so glad that I read Akatar and Throne of Glass first. Her character work is so good. And to think that she wrote Throne of Glass, that series, when she started when she was, what, 16? And, I mean, and you start you oh, start wow. with Assassin's Blade, and then you start yeah. then Throne of Glass, and then you keep going from there. I mean, the 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 way she wolves these stories, wolves, wolves, oh, I can't speak English. The way she does this, with her characters, it's amazing. <laughs> um, she showed us, you know, like she, she, um, there's, there's stuff that she writes and there's language she uses and there's small details that come up, you know, five books later. And you're like, how the fuck did you think of that? Like you wasn't, you was a, in a whole different, you know, like tw- in your twenties by then, you know, but she, she, she does it. Um, yeah. Um, and I would say if she does kill off any character, uh, you know, she ain't gonna stop at one. But we got we were talking about Akawar and the Nesta and stuff. I was gonna ask you That's what a clue. um <laughs> what um the 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 scene that really made me feel it wasn't Reese, um him dying. I was like, Well, about time. But for, <laughs> for and I I like the guy. I got nothing wrong with the guy, but I kinda felt like I felt like what more could he do? Um you know, he really had like a peak moment. You know, every character has a peak moment in the story. And I felt like, you know, uh, Akamov was mm. his peak. And, um, but um, mm. when the ships came out and her father's on the ships and then her father mm. was riding on her oh, ship. Oh, yeah. And it was Nesta's ship he was riding on. And it was the one leading. Like, I just felt, I sobbed like a baby. You would have thought I was at a funeral. Like, <sighs> I was just... It tore me up. I had closed the book. I threw it across the living room. I was done. Like, <laughs> it, it really messed me up because I think at that point, um, I think out of all the characters, I relate to that stuff and the most. And I felt that. Yeah, that was definitely one of the big ones from War that I was just kind of like, everything's coming together. Yeah. I definitely, yeah. Yeah, I definitely like that one. Leading into, since we are talking about Nessian again, or Nesta, do you think the story should have ended there at a court of silver flames? No. Mm-mm. No. No. I think there's so much more. Wait, do you mean why? Oh, wait, hold on. Do you mean Cass uh Cassian and Nesta's like story story? The love story? No, I mean Akatar overall. Do you think that the series would have been a good place to no. end there? No. Give me Azriel. <laughs> that's that's what I want. I want Azriel. <laughs> How you gonna how you gonna the, string me along? Hand me the shadow singer. <laughs> right. How you gonna string me along for the first like four or five books and I don't get ass? I don't get ass? No. No. Baby, that extra content. That's what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. The extra content made me sit and be like, no, 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 no. I need a book. Ooh. I need a book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just a little touch. Just a little touch. Just a little fix. Just a little fix. <laughs> That's it. That's all I need. Okay, so what's what Man. is your I, if you could pick the next book? What is your like ideal setup oh. for that next book? Good question. All right, so this is how we come in. <laughs> wait, wait, faded exterior wait, wait, guys, of the river house. Guys, it was very. This is very much a Philly move. She got real. <laughs> all, right, all right, let's, look, let's look, go. Look, look. This is about to happen. All right, this is the John. We open on the exterior of a river house. It's sunset. <laughs> <laughs> Elaine is outside gardening because that's what she does. Azrael comes down the stairs. They avoid eye contact. Still awkward from the last winter solstice. He goes to training with the Valkyrie because they're still training. He sees Gwen. His shadows sing for her. He doesn't know why. Confusion. 
pause for dramatic effect. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, I want to see Azriel come to terms with the fact that he does want Elaine, but Gwen is better for him and he should be with Gwen. Um, I also want to learn a little bit more of the backstory with his parents. Because they said that his parents were like powerful people or his dad was like a powerful person. And that I think he was a bastard, Ooh. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I want to learn a little bit more about that person. Is he still or is he still living? Did Azrael kill him? Like what happened there? Um, I also want a little bit, I think I mentioned this already, of the story between Moore and Eris. I want a little bit of more of that revealed. And I'd definitely like to see more of Eris too. Honestly, at this point, I would not be mad if Elaine ended up with Eris, but I don't think that's going to happen. Mm. And if he did, or she did, I want Lucian and Eris to battle. Like, full-on battle. Like they would. I miss the battle scenes. I want more. Yeah, I definitely want more of that. Yeah, I definitely want more battle scenes. I like a lot of that action-adventure mixed in. Because if you just give me a novella, like Frost and Starlight, that was ass. I was like, no, no she thank you. She hated that thing. It's no, the Christmas ma'am. special. Exactly, yo. It was so dumb. No, she hated it so but when we had to record for that that book, legit she texted me. She's like, I can't finish this. She's like, I I'm falling asleep. I can't do it. I was like, I like that. I'm like, it wasn't it for me. I was like, more because it was I liked it. She was like, nah. It wasn't. I think it served its purpose. It wasn't it for me. I think it served its purpose. I don't think anyone it's a major war. No one was expecting it to be. No, it's about it's like you know, go through the, the depression, you know, they lost a lot of lives or lost, you know, people got hurt, people got killed. I mean, and they're just trying to make the best of it and celebrating and making life. Like, I felt like it served its purpose. But I think everyone's always going to compare her books to Akamov because that's a very popular favorite. Right. Everyone's always going to be like, oh, but it's not better than that. Akafas was just the throwaway Christmas special. That's all. Yeah, it was. And I hate throwaway Christmas specials. I hate it. <laughs> I needed some substance. I needed some 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 stuff to happen. I needed perpetual darkness. I don't know. I needed something. And that just was not giving. It was giving nothing. I mean, it did set us up for Silver Flames. Because mm-hmm. we thought Ness and Cassie would be okay. But then in Silver... I mean, in Frost and Starlight, yeah. we saw that they were not okay. Yeah, that is true. That's the only thing that yeah. I got from that. And I was like, okay, that could have been extra content. That's I didn't true. need a whole book. <laughs> um, didn't need it. I just I want the next book to circle around the narrators being Elaine, Azriel, Gwen, and Lucian. Love triangle. Yeah, well, a love square. Square. Yeah. <laughs> Ashley brings me to the next question. Can Elaine be redeemed for her awful prudish behavior towards Lucian? Or is she just a write-off? I hate her. In my opinion, I hate her. I think you already know the answer. <laughs> I fucking I'd rather hate not Elaine. have her around. She could be killed Game of Thrones style. And I'd just be like, oh, <laughs> that's life. <laughs> she gone. Well, then. I want Elaine to have a villain era. Yes. She's got the, like, yes. yeah, she's got, like, the, the she can yes. see the future. Something. Yeah, I, Some weird I, shit's I, about to go down with yes. Elaine. Like you were saying, yes. 70, she's been in the background. Like, that's also why I asked the question, do you think she'll end up with Eris? She's the kid mm. in the school. Mm-hmm. You know that nobody pays attention to, and he'd be like, "I'm gonna fuck all y'all." Like he's that, he's that. He's <laughs> oh, like, no, you know, there's always that yeah. one kid in the school that's like, wait till prom. You know, like she's 
she's going to be the next Carrie. Like she's, I feel it. I feel like she's going to like marry like a a villain or something like something, something's going to go down and I'm all here. I'm here for it. Give me all the darkness. I had a soft spot for Elaine because I can kind of relate to being raised as like the dutiful daughter princess. Elaine has been the pretty pawn in her family. She was never told she could do more. And so she hasn't asked. She was basically had to carry the emotional weight of her family the whole time since her mom died because Nesta wasn't making things happy at home. Bear is gone. So Elaine had to be the sweet one to make sure dad wasn't, you know, super depressed, make sure Nesta and Farrah didn't kill each other. She had to be the sweet one the whole time. And now she's made Faye. And then also, oh, by the way, you're mated with this total stranger. Um, Here's another thing to add to the list of things you're supposed to do. Um, And, you know, the last guy you thought you were going to marry, which was also fulfilling your duty to your family. Forget that. Like, maybe you liked him, but forget that. Not anymore. We have someone else for you. And oh, also, you can't really contribute. We're just going to we're going to leave you at home because we don't think you can do anything. Um, I want to see her go out and do something, as was the first one to give her a knife and be like, hey, maybe you're capable of doing something. She killed Hibern. Yeah. She killed Hibern. She, she, so, she like, waited sure enough long enough to the last no damn minute. no one told her she could do anything. So I want to see her... I mean, if she has a villain era, I'm here for it. But I'd want to see her get to define herself outside of her family for the first time. Because everyone has just treated her like this doll. So she kind of has like the origin story of the girl from Dirty Dancing. Baby. And nobody puts baby (laughs) in the corner. (laughs) Let baby out of the corner. I guess when you put it like that, she might be useful. (laughs) If, If we get anything, I would like to read some of the details of what was going through her mind during the war like when Mm. when they were fighting hybrid well and who's to say she still doesn't have those powers like she is she's used to like she's contained herself so much for everyone around her to be you know who they need her to be she might we don't know what she's going through maybe she was already halfway to being a villain and nobody knows because nobody's asked and they're like oh elaine's fine she's just planting flowers or baking cookies she's <laughs> fine filled with cyanide she's <laughs> <laughs> brewing spells bitches <laughs> right <laughs> right so in this case since elaine has a little bit more of a leg to stand on it's not a strong leg. She's got a bum knee, <laughs> but she's standing. <laughs> Are we doing Elreal or Gwen, Gwenriel? Gwenriel. Is it Gwenriel? Gwenriel. 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 Yeah, for sure. I still pick Gwenriel over Elreal. We want Azris, but we know that's not going to happen. Um, I think I'm Elreal only like more because of what I want for Az and what I want for Gwen. Because like... Gwen and Az carry so much trauma with them and their past. I want them to get to see themselves differently and to have a relationship where they get like a fresh start. Like for Gwen, Az saw her at her lowest and she's carried that with her up until this point. I would love for her to get to define herself as something new, as a Valkyrie going into a relationship and get to have a fresh start. And with Az, I feel like, you know, he was always made to feel 
other and ugly and like just outcast and dangerous. Um, I think in Elaine, he sees something like sweet and delicate and pure and maybe doesn't feel worthy of it. So I would love for as whoever he ends up with to feel like, oh, I don't have to be defined as the spy master and someone scary. Like I'm, I I am tender. I am gentle. Like I can handle these things and receive them. I just, Azrael is so sweet. He's simp. Yeah. Sim's hard. (laughs) (laughs) And if they don't end up together, I want it to be on Azrael's terms and not to again be rejected by the woman that he's into. Oh no. I feel like that's one thing that was definitely going to happen. It's definitely going to be on Asriel's terms. Yes. Elaine is not going to reject him. And because she's already like been through that with Lucian, she doesn't get to do that again. No, she has to suffer now. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's <laughs> probably a little bit too much. <laughs> but no, she doesn't get to choose. Yeah. I do get that, though, Like because Asriel feels that type of way. Like The only person to look at him like he wasn't so scary was Nesta. Mm. And so to have somebody else look at him that way but be his mate... Mm-hmm. Or his love interest, mm. it would be it would be different. Yeah. But he'll get there with Gwen. It'll be fine. <laughs> it'll be fine. It'll be okay. <laughs> it'll take time, but it'll be fine. It'll be a real slow burn book, I think, if it ends up with Gwen. Um, I'm what I mean is like, I think it's gonna be a slow burn of like healing because Gwen has been through a brutal sexual assault. And so for her, it's gonna have to be very, very slow. Right. I think my concern with Gwen Real is being, uh, I think for Gwen, being able to know, like, does she actually care about Az or is it just because he saved her? And like, you're always going to be grateful to that person. And so she, I want them both to be way more yeah. healed before. Before they jump into they something. Ca- they yeah. would come together in a relationship. You know, Sarah, yeah. she's not going to let that shit happen. No, you no. heal on the relationship. You don't get to heal on your own. <laughs> Absolutely not. No. Absolutely like, not. Like, damn, Sarah, can I just have a minute to myself? No. No. <laughs> no. Everybody has to be booed can I up. Heal first? Everybody. Everybody got to be made and paired up. She put Nesta yep. through a lot of shit. She act, all she asked throughout the whole yep. book was leave me alone. That's all she wanted. Yep. Bro. That's all she wanted. Yeah, I will say that scene with the Kelpie was unfucking necessary. The bitch had been through enough, but I digress. Yeah, yeah for real. That was, that was a lot. Yeah. On that note, let's end on a fun question. Okay. DTF Suriel. Have you seen the fan art of the Suriel? I'm not going to lie. He, what fan art are you glitch. seeing? What a team. <laughs> okay, wait. Hold up. What fan art are you looking at? He looks like an actual human. He has like a little bit of stitching for the lips or whatever. But he looks like he he got a a, a six pack going on and shit. And he has a little hood on. He look good. Well, I need. You haven't seen it. You need to send me this fan art. I'm not seen. I've not seen that. You need to send me this fan art because it's, he looks like a goth. He looks like a goth. Like I was like, oh. nah, because the oh, one I've been seeing, he looks skele- <laughs> he looked like Skeletor. He got a little hood in. Like that's a no for me. No, there's a different. There's a there's yes, a fan art out there. Where he, he actually has skin and bones, and he's got a little like a little V cut. Has his little pants on. <laughs> Who thought of this? He's holding the tea and he's holding the teacup and he's like this. I was he's like, holding a teacup. Stop. <laughs> he's British. Yeah, he's smelling the tea. He's British. What? He's British. Yeah, of course the cereal's British. Oh my god. No, none of you have seen this. Okay, look up like hot cereal fan art. The closest I've I, I've gotten so far 
to Dating the Dead is Luke. Thanks. Oh, God, Luke. Luke. Oh, I found it. I am sending it to the okay. group. All right. I am sending the surreal thing to the group. Oh, I have seen this, but still no. It's still a no. Yeah, it's a no for me. Listen, his nails longer than mine. <laughs> <laughs> he just got a little cat claw, just a little bit. Um, you guys, thank you so much for joining us on this extra content episode. Ariel and Jay, thank you for coming on and helping us kind of talk out our feelings about all the things, see different opinions, especially on Elaine's bitch ass. She might not be so bad, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we will be back and we'll tell you guys about our lineup for the year. Yes, it's going to be amazing. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah. This yeah, is awesome. Of course. You're welcome back anytime. Thanks. We'll have more roundtables, I think. I like this. <laughs> oh, yeah. I like this too. Yeah. But with that, we want to say thank you guys for joining us. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Um, like Morgan said, we'll be back in January. Happy holidays, and we love you guys. Bye. Happy holidays. <laughs> Bye. Bye.